prayer. O God, open our hearts, let your light shine, that we might hear your word today. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen. If you Google Marin's Best Kept Secret, you'll find lists of things that you've probably heard of already, especially if you've been in Marin for a few years. Things like the statues of Yoda and Indiana Jones in Imagination Park and Phoenix Lake. Obvious stuff. The one thing I came across that I actually hadn't heard of was the hippie tree in Tiburon. Anyone heard of the hippie tree? Oh, so there are a few of you. It's a big eucalyptus up the hill from St. Hilary's School. It has a wooden swing. That's it. How a swing turns a tree on a hillside into a hippie tree beats me. Maybe that's the secret. There are, in fact, bigger secrets in Marin than the hippie tree or Phoenix Lake, like this congregation. I know we're not literally a secret. We're right here on the corner of Kensington at Ross and Mariposa, big as life. Although, I don't know if you've ever noticed, but you have to be standing right on Kensington looking at the front of the sanctuary to know that this is First Presbyterian Church. There are no signs on Ross or Mariposa that would give you a clue what we are or welcome you in, and we need to fix that. And you probably have noticed that we're tucked away back here in this sleepy neighborhood. I've told people who've been in Marin for years what church I pastor, and they have no clue where it is until I say, you know those castle-like buildings on the hill in San Anselmo? Well, it's down the hill from that. Even more secret is what we do, what's going on here. We are doing better at getting the news out in this wired world, and I can't thank Martha Olson Joyce enough for giving us her professional best at volunteer prices, by which I mean for free. The music community in Marin knows we're here, thanks to Marin Baroque and the Echo Chamber Orchestra and many of our choir members. The environmentalist community knows we're here, thanks to our Green Chautauqua Speaker Series. And some folks who come to those events even get a whiff of what we're about. A concert patron recently checked in here on Facebook with this message on Facebook. I'm at a church in San Anselmo because my father is in a concert and they have a rainbow flag and a Black Lives Matter banner. How cool is that? How cool is that? Or to go with a biblical metaphor in the Matthew passage. That is what you call letting our light shine. Today we launch a capital campaign. And in a nutshell, that's the goal of the campaign. To let our light shine. In today's passage, Jesus isn't commanding us to be light for the world. He says we already are, but we need to let that light shine. So we seek not only to let our light shine better and more brightly today, but also next year and in the next decade, and for as long as God is working through us here on this corner. We've been doing good ministry here, better than good. We've been doing great ministry here. 
I'm going to show you a video in a moment that describes this and the light that we are beautifully. But there are a couple of things I want to add to it before we see the video. Every week, every Sunday, we say something along the lines of, we build our community around the truth that all people, without exception, are God's beloved children. And together we strive to grow in love for God's people and God's creation, and not only grow in it, but be transformed by it. My friends, that is our light. We claim that identity and purpose better than any church I know, and that is what's behind our service, our caring community, our joyful worship. And we need to share it. It is the light that the world needs desperately right now. In the current political and cultural climate, people long for refuge, for mooring, for grounding, in something that's hopeful and bigger than they are. Just this past Easter, the New York Times published not one, but two op-eds about people going to church because of the chaos around us. These people aren't looking for more division, more judgment, more us versus them. And for the most part, they respect honest doubt more than simple answers. They're looking for that light, the light that says that we're connected and valued and loved. Our capital campaign aims to make us better able to welcome them. We want to welcome people warmly, hospitably, and safely whether they come to worship or to one of the many other ministries we offer here, because we have been blessed with these buildings. We learned last week that on average, over 80% of the people who cross the threshold of a church are not there for church, the way we think about church. That is probably pretty close to true here at First Presbyterian. I have here the calendar that Office Administrator Kathleen McCalla prepares each month of showing room use. You can't see it from where you are, but the thing is, I can barely see it right up close because every single day is filled with teeny tiny print showing 12-step groups, support groups, fitness classes, Spanish classes, music lessons, rehearsals, and more. And this calendar doesn't even include the preschool or the Cedars, the program for developmentally disabled adults that gathers here every day. Our buildings are a huge part of our ministry to the community around us. Our community, the community of San Anselmo, needs us. Just imagine if we could become even more open, accessible, and welcoming. Imagine a picnic table and some park benches out on the lawn under the trees. Imagine an outdoor labyrinth where our spiritual but not religious neighbors get to experience our loving welcome. Imagine coffee hour on the front patio where people can actually see us. Imagine a video system that didn't block the aisle or have tape and wires all over the place and take 15 people to set up. (laughs) You know, I cringe at the idea of church as a consumer product. Church is not a consumer product. And yet the reality is that all of us are consumers. You, me, all of us. 
And we know the difference between substandard and adequate. And we know the difference between adequate and wow. Imagine if we could offer something closer to wow. None of the ideas that I've mentioned are set in stone. We're still in the imagining stage. Imagining is what's behind this capital campaign. The capital campaign team put together this video we're about to watch, largely through the energies and efforts of a new member, Ernie Hubbard. So I'd like you to sit back, enjoy the video, and begin to imagine. I have a couple words after the video is done. We are writing the next history. What will it say? Just as important, who will see it? Theologian Stanley Hauerwas wrote, God's truth is credible to the world only when it sees a community shaped by the truth. If the gospel is to be heard, it must also be seen. We've seen it. Now it needs to come out from under the bushel. It's time we quit being Marin's best-kept secret. May it be so for you and for me. Amen.